highlighting all the local and national stories which impact you. It's like the healthcare bias, right? Where they think black people don't have any feeling and their skin is tougher than other people's and they don't have, you know, they, they, they really can't feel pain because there's an issue with the, the nerves in their skin. They have a much higher pain tolerance. Or the only time people come in is when they, they want drugs, right? They don't, you know, they don't. It's, it's not real pain. I find that annoying. I find that irritating. Bringing you his authentic perspectives on important topics. Because I would tell you, I don't want to hear about how people were just trying to get their lives together. They were just turning their lives around. Tired of hearing it. When it comes down to people going to jail and getting sentenced, we can't hear, well, it's too harsh. We can't hear, the system is unjust. And we can't hear, I hate the police. Because all those homicide detectives, they speak for the dead. You have to have them. Or else there will be no justice. I say, let's hold the mayor, city council, police chief, and every officer accountable for the crime that's committed and come up with a way to fix it. Frank, candid, and straight to the point. This is the Truth of the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris. Sponsored by Concordia University on 1017 The Truth and The Truth app. All I want are the books made correct. I think historically, black people need to be made whole. If you're not going to pay us reparations, if you're not going to give us the money that you owe us based on what was taken from us and our families, the least you can do is get the history right. Well, thank you. I appreciate you taking my call. You continue doing your work, man. I appreciate you. I listen to you every day. Now, live from the American Family Insurance Studio in Milwaukee, here is Dr. Ken Harris. So what if I just didn't? What if I just let the music play and then the music stop and then that's it? You just get like, <sighs> you be listening like, hey, what's that, buddy? What are you doing? That wouldn't be nice. So I got a question, Kyle. I have an answer, maybe. How how adept are you at at being teased? Like, when you say that, do you mean used to, I mean, okay with? Mm-hmm. I mean, what, 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 do you, what do you mean here? Um, used a big word here that I in depth. I just forgot what I asked you that how, fast. How in I was depth are you something. being teased? Com- yeah, yeah, like how, 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 you know, like if someone teases you, do you take it personally? Do you, uh, like, are you irritated by it? Does it depend on how you feel? I mean, a lot of times I'm fine with it. Right. Unless only time I don't like being teased, not so much teased. Oh yeah, I really don't care to be teased like that. Right. It's more of a I don't like being misunderstood. But nah, teasing wise, I'm I'm pretty decent. Somebody I'm, said that about me one day. They were they were saying something about you know, sometimes people are misunderstood, and I looked at the person like, what are you an idiot? Like okay, so people misunderstand. Like what what? Like huh? Wow. Anyway. I just thought that was, maybe I'm just too hard. Maybe you know I don't know if being a cop did it. I don't know, but I was kind of like this before I was a cop. So people keep always blaming. Oh, you just like that because you no. I I just you know I have a low threshold for like, dumb stuff. And the reason it's so low is because I've done so much dumb stuff. I kind of recognize it when I see it. So I'm like, mm, you might not want to do that. But no one seems to listen to me. No one seems to listen to me. Okay. 
Hang on a second. Eight three three two one two one zero one seven. I'm glad I don't have my uh, my streamyard on LinkedIn and all that because y'all be seeing everything. So like, I guess that's a good question. How would you feel if I broadcast my show live, and if so, where? Like, like, where would you want me to broadcast my show? Should I put it on LinkedIn and you all can follow? Should I put it on, well, regardless of where I put it, it's going to still be on my personal page. Like, that's, that's just a, that goes without saying. So no matter where I put it, of course, it'll be on 1017 The Truth's social media. But it'll be on mine, too. So, and I think that'd be cool. So then you can see it. And then you can check it out. Watch me, you know, scratch my nose and part my hair. You see, see my long hair? See, it's just a part. Stop, Kyle. It's because people got hair. It's because people got hair. They think they are that. But that's all right. Hang on. Let me let me let me do this. Um, so I've been looking at uh, things that have been occurring today, and so. I don't know how to go into it and complain about it. Should I complain about it? Um, when people die from fentanyl overdoses, who do you blame? Like I don't understand. Like who do who who do we blame when fentanyl kills someone? In the instance where the person took it on their own and they should have known and they got laced in I don't know marijuana, heroin, whatever, however you lace it, I don't. Like who do you blame? We have to remember you should leave drugs alone. Like if if you take drugs, you should probably stop because you have no idea what's in it. You buy it illegally and you could die. But yet people don't seem to understand. Interesting. I was just looking through the news today, and I'll get back to it about it because I got to check the talking text line. Because so you got to answer, Kyle. They they located it. So I'm looking at a story out of looks like Monona, Wisconsin. Judge rules for black man arrested in his new. Monona, Wisconsin home. A Monona police officer violated a man, a black man's civil rights when he entered a home and arrested the man. You ready? Based on a neighbor's suspicion, a federal court judge ruled. Keontae Furge, 
lawsuit over a 2020 incident will now move on to decide his damages. Ferg, 25 and a friend, had just moved into their high school coach's mother's house. She had recently died, and the coach invited the men to live there for a couple of months. A neighbor who wasn't aware of the arrangement, and it's none of their business, called the police after she saw Fudge sitting on the patio on June 2nd, 2020. She described him as an African-American, though the judge noted the dispatcher did not mention the subject's race when she asked an officer to swing by. By the time an officer arrived, Fudge had moved to a bedroom from the front door. The officer could hear Fudge inside and said, you want to come out here? But Fudge, who appeared to be singing or talking on a phone, did not respond. After a second, officer showed up. They entered the home without knocking or announcing themselves or checking with the owner. With guns drawn, they yelled, police, come out with your hands up. Fudge did. He was handcuffed and briefly held until more officers came and learned from other neighbors that Ferg had permission to stay at the home. They apologized to him, and it was all captured on the officer's body camera. Ferg sued, and this week, U.S. District Judge Judge James D. Patterson agreed that the first officer's entry was a clear-cut violation of Ferg's Fourth Amendment rights of unreasonable, unreasonable search and seizure. Fourth Amendment reads the right of the people to be secure in their persons, houses, papers, and effects against unreasonable search and seizures shall not be violated. And then they added without probable cause. For some reason, Peterson found the first officer who entered, Jared Weddick, is not entitled to qualified immunity. The officer who arrived a few minutes later relied on Weddick's presence and so is only liable for detaining him, not the entry. But respondeat superior should make their police department actually responsible and pay. While finding the officer's conduct on wrongful, he did uh, he did not agree it was malicious or a reckless disregard. They just messed up. They messed up and they violated his civil rights. So I wonder, can you go after the person that actually called? Should they go after the person that actually called? I say no. They demonstrated a good faith effort, um, and it was wrong. And so the city should pay for their actions, and they should pay damages. But I don't understand them removing the officer's qualified immunity when he was acting under the co- he was acting under the color of law. But he also did something that another officer would deem reasonable. And so the officer that came second is the person who actually was going on information and belief that the first officer did the right thing. So something must have driven that officer to think he could just go in. But if you go to a house and because somebody's in the house and they don't answer the door, like you don't go in, like I don't like that's just weird. A person inside a house with a closed door. That doesn't make any sense to me. The door is closed and it's locked. So you go in because you think the person shouldn't be there. And you only have one person's word who doesn't live there. That's a stretch. 833-212-1017. Um, going back to what we were talking about with the drugs, is the same thing true for opiate users in terms of they should stop? Yes. 
And I think it's 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 scary when you can put something in somebody's uh when you can put something in somebody's drugs and they take it and they die. Like that's just weird to me. Like you would actually take drugs where you know there's a distinct possibility because you didn't buy it from a a pharmacy, you didn't buy it from a legitimate place. And then you take it and you but then I'm 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 struck. Hmm. Talking text line says, Good evening, Dr. Ken. This is Scott. I went to look at the video because you said you needed to look at it before making a comment. You don't need to look at the video. What they're telling you is true. No, I still need to look at the video because it's nice that you saw it, but I want to see it and then I want to read their rules and procedures and training to find out if what this person did was legitimate or not. Because you feel that way, I can respect that, but it might be within the law. So let's let's go back and check that. It goes on to say, even the kid who was in the fight, the Latin kid was surprised he wasn't put in cuffs as well as the, I don't know what that means. He was surprised he wasn't treated worse even. He offered to get himself in cuffs, mostly because he thought it was unfair that both of them fought and only one of them was treated poorly. That I can that I can agree with. But again, I haven't seen the video. So I, w- I would want to see the video and see what their rules and procedures and what their training says they're supposed to do. But if you only arrested one person in a fight and two people fighting, no. Everybody go to jail. Sort it out later. That's ridiculous. If that's what happened, but again, but again, I don't know. But you know what I'm going to do? Give me a call and let me know your thoughts. 833-212-1017. If you've seen the video, tell me what you think. In the meantime, I'm going to watch the video. You are listening to The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris, sponsored by Concordia University, Wisconsin, on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris, 833-212-1017. So in looking at the video, you see the female officer pull the Hispanic kid off of the black kid, and then the white officer is on the ground and they roll him over and start handcuffing him. And as they're handcuffing him, she leaves the Hispanic kid there, who can like literally get up and run away, but he sits there. Because they I guess they were both fighting. So And from the looks of it, her knee is not on his neck. She's on her knee, but I can't see because they're blocking his face. But her knee isn't on his neck. Her knee is straight. If she was applying something to his neck, you you would be able to see that. 
And I'm saying that, I'm not saying that because I'm on the cops' side. I'm saying that. I think the cops messed up as well because we won't know until the kid testifies and tells us whether or not the knee was on his neck. But the fact that they left him and immediately went to the black kid was with the, like, what, what is that? And now they're standing there talking to him. And then they arrest the black kid, but they don't arrest the other one. And he's standing there with his hands like, y'all going to arrest me? I was fighting. Like, they were both wrong. That's just bizarre. But it won't matter because in the end, someone will, uh, someone will uh, show the video and show everything and show. And they should both get tickets. He's a youth's fighting. Come on, dude. Nobody but got hurt. Nobody got stabbed. It does matter, though, Ken, doesn't it? What do you mean? I mean, it matters when it comes to the trust in the community, because now you have an issue where in New Jersey, in that community, uh, the black community is going to feel as if they get treated a certain way. You just told a story about what happened in Monona, where it all it took was for a white person to say something. Right. And then they showed up at the door, came into the house, and now there's going to be a big lawsuit that's going to cost Monona money. No, they already, but, yeah, they're, they're about to get paid because the judge already ruled in, in his favor. And so then it's going to cost New Jersey probably, probably get cost some money at this situation. Potentially, I don't, I'm not sure if it was right. excessive or not. Uh, but again, it just, the trust is what's lost in this. I don't, I don't know if they lost trust. This is just plain stupid. I mean, this. You actually sat the other kid down like, okay, calm down, sit there. And did they do it? They probably did it because they thought he was white and not Hispanic. And he he looked white. And you could actually see it on video. Like, what are you even, like, what are you even doing? Like, that was just weird. Like, what are you doing? If I come across two people fighting, both of them are getting handcuffs till we figure out what the heck's going on. You made the assumption. And here's the weird part. The Hispanic kid is actually over the black kid beating him up. They pull him off and cuff the black kid. I can see if one cuffed him. And so here's the woman, right? The woman sits him down and then like pats his chest or his coat like, wait there. It'll be okay. Really? And I don't know what she said to him. I don't know if she said that. But, but Ken, why did he, she believe it was necessary? Because it seemed like to me that the if officer. was necessary? Well, it seemed to me that the the male officer that had that went and got the black kid, right. it seemed like he had everything under control. Did he it did. not? It, he it, did. It, he so had it, everything under control. So it didn't seem like she needed to rush over there. But is it the perception in her mind? Yes. By looking at a black yes. man, I yes. have. I got to go help. Because this 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 black boy is this black gentleman or this no, black person is gonna maybe no, maybe that have wasn't to... the mistake she made. The well, mistake I'm just saying she her made mindset. was thinking the other kid was the good kid. That's but, what made her go do what she but did. Isn't that all part of what the overall problem is when it comes to when we talk about this 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 bias that people have that they don't even know? This woman may not. But even understand what I say. I'm in agreement, but I'm saying what we think it is isn't that. It was the see. You, you got to remember what was the first thing you did that came to your mind. The first thing you did that came to your mind is you pulled the kid off of somebody else, and instead of putting him in cuffs, you actually sat him down, patted him like "stay there, everything's okay," and then went and helped arrest the black kid. That's the problem. The fact that it even crossed your mind: two cops, two people. You put them both in custody. You cuff them, and then you figure out what the heck's going on. Bizarre. I would be in court asking her, what was in your mind that you thought? And if this kid, 
had pulled out a gun and shot her, pulled out a knife and stabbed her, or punched her in the head, what are you going to do? Now you'd be screaming about how injured the officer is. But what she did, she, she, this is my opinion, she failed in officer safety. You actually turned your back on somebody because you trusted them because you thought they were white. But I really can't say that because I don't know what was in her mind. I can only think that. But that's ridiculous. Looking at him as a good guy while the other one is a bad guy. I've seen the video, my strong belief, we need to be teaching our kids self-defense. Well, you can't teach kids self-defense against the police and then something bad happens. So be careful when you say that. Let's, let's figure this out and let's do some things because we need to teach kids how to deal with the police the right way, the safe way, to keep themselves safe. Because you can always, you got to be alive to complain Turn your video, your audio, whatever it is you need to turn on. Turn it on. My last talk and text line before I get to Sharice. Looking at the history of police officers and black people, you are automatically guilty, especially if you're black. And yes, sometimes black officers are worse than whites. I wouldn't say that because now we're generalizing about black cops. Talking about me. Don't make me come over there. Anyway, uh, <laughs> usually you arrested first and met with brutal force. No, that's not true. Come on. Stop, because that's just not true, because now you generalize So what about the people who didn't know self-defense, who lost their life? What about that? What, what, what about it? Like, I don't understand what you're – give me something specific to work with. Give me an instance. Don't give me a generalization, because all generalizations can be true or false. Come on. Give me something to work with. 833-212-1017. Sharice, you're on the new 1017 The Truth. I, you know, when I see that, it's like those are the reasons why we kind of got to have these conversations with our, our young people, or yes. our kids. Yes. And we got to tell them that there's two, you know, there's a double standard. You may get treated one way and, you know, your white friend or the other person, the white person might get treated different. And it's not that you've done anything. It's not that you deserve it. But we just live in a racist world. Well, I don't on. know if Charisse, you remember Charisse. when... Can I yeah. add, can I suggest we add the word sometimes it's like that? Because it's not like that all the time. Well, if it happens like 80%, doesn't that feel like all the you time? You don't have, there's, not there's, a, there's no data that says like that it happens 80% of the time. There's no data, information, or anything right. that said it happens 80% of the time. But it does feel like it happens a lot. I'm not going with how you feel. Can I say that? Let's, let's, but show me. And, I'm, and, and, and again, I'm arguing the point. I'm not arguing that you're wrong. Does that make sense? Right. No, okay. I get what you're saying. You okay. just you just want to keep it like a real statement and not just throw something out there. Because right. when people hear this, they, they'll take 80% and run with it. So I get what you're <laughs> yes, saying. Yes, they will. Okay. I, but do you remember when if there was a grandmother who was white and she had a biracial grandson who probably had more features, more black kind of looking features, uh-huh. and they pulled him over? arrested the grandson because they thought the grandson had carjacked or Correct. was bothering They had the stole grand- the car because they saw the old lady leaving the store. Yep. Right. And so it's like, it's, 
it, it appears a lot that we we just get it treated harshly, like we're already guilty before we done anything. But that was and only so one time. These but that was only one know, time. Just, How many other times did it happen? No, what, I'm, what I'm saying is that we have these conversations with our kids, but like other races or white people don't have to have those conversations with their kids. And I say this because I was walking in Walmart and this father like really was angry with his grandson and all his grandson did was bring in a candy bar that he paid for at another store and wanted to eat it. But we get treated so roughly that the grandfather was like, they're going to kill us as I'm stealing. You're going to get caught stealing. Then I got to explain that BS. And this kid was, like, getting in trouble for nothing he had done. But sometimes we get on our kids like that because we don't want them to be put in a situation. Right. And it can make the difference between living or dying. And I'm saying that's sad because that's trauma. You know, that's trauma that kids are having to be, you know, rectified or, or made to feel guilty. And they haven't even done anything. But we're so, you know, we see so much stuff going on. I'm mortified that I'm watching two kids who committed the same thing and only one kid is unhandcuffed like a hardcore criminal and the other kid is getting treated okay, like... wait, 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 wait. Being in handcuffs don't make you a hardcore criminal because technically they're supposed to arrest. And if you arrest somebody, you put them in handcuffs. That don't make you a hardcore criminal. Okay. Okay, I won't say hardcore <laughs> criminal. But seeing one kid... But seeing one kid in criminal and the other kid getting getting nurtured, it was just very disturbing that this kid is going to, every time you see the police or every time, that's, he's going to be traumatized. We don't know that. that. We don't know that. We don't know his background. Well, we don't know. Is there a possibility of that Re happening? Absolutely, yes. And somebody needs to follow up with some research therapy. Research yeah. says that trauma these kids are going through trauma and 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 all of that is playing a part so regardless research just say all that stuff ha it, it weighs on us heavily okay so i'm just saying it's just that just having to see that whole play out and and just seeing it you know that we know that that's not the first time and that won't be the last time and no telling how many times things like this have happened before but never made the news never made the cell phone it just happened okay so, on that point, Ken, have a nice night. You too. Now, you see, I didn't argue because I could have easily went, well, what about this? What about that? What about this? I understand what she's saying. What I hope we do is get some, some good information, right? That means we need to start tracking these things. We need to start looking at when they occur. We need to look at the outcome. Was there an internal investigation? Was there an outside agency investigate? All those things we need to start looking at so that we can figure out how often this occurs. We can't assume that it occurs and we don't know. We need to have information that says it occurs and we don't know. You know, a lot of things. What do you want, Kyle? My thing is, Ken, is that I don't think we need to have research when we know if if I ask people that look like me if they either had an encounter, a negative encounter with the police or a negative encounter where they were judged based Define off the race. Negative. Define negative. Define negative. A negative Def encounter where I know for, I've had a negative encounter with the with not an with, example, a definition. Oh, uh, something that a negative encounter being, that in, you know. that neg that impacts your your emotional being and also okay. your perception of the other the perpetrator what you feel who's doing something negative towards you and so also i feel like me and you both 
have probably been racially profiled sure, by a white absolutely. individual that absolutely. impacted us on a way that may have held us down or made us right. feel a certain way. Right. And I just feel like. But if then we how do we poll, get over? I'm sorry. Well, go ahead. No, go I'm ahead. If, we go ahead. Po- if we poll African-Americans, mm-hmm. unfortunately, well over 50 percent will probably have had a mm-hmm. similar experience than you. And that's where the issue is. And so my issue with it is what about the other side where we get it and we then come through it? Because when I when when I hear everything's trauma, then that means that we're just weak people and we just can't get through anything. And we've been through the worst. I don't care what anybody says about anything that ever happened in America. I don't care. I'm not getting into the Holocaust and all that stuff. But ain't nobody went through slavery but us. But we got through it. Is there some trauma behind it? Absolutely. But we got through it. So let's make our kids resilient. Let's make our kids. Let's not mollycoddle our kids to the point where they lose the power to overcome. Let's teach them to overcome. Let's give them the tools they need. But let's not automatically assume woe is them. Our kids are strong. They're resilient. They come from good families, good homes. And if the police want to act a fool, you smile you be respectful and then you go file your complaint. And if necessary, you file a lawsuit and do what you have to do. And that is the only way stuff like that's not going to happen. That is a clear case of implicit bias. She made an assumption based on her training and maybe not her training. I don't know. Based on her experience that the light skinned kid was probably the good kid. And that's wrong. Like, I don't even know where that training came from, because the first thing they teach you, the scene wasn't even safe. That kid could have reached out and hit her in the back of the head and knocked her out. That's ridiculous. All I'm saying is let's see it on both sides. And the thing, my thing about the data is when we prove that 50 to 60 percent of black Americans have had a negative contact with the police, they can't dispute it. That's my issue. Oh, that's how you feel. Oh, that's what you believe. Can you prove it? Where's the data? And so when we do that, when we have the study and you hold it up, there's nothing they can say. When we poll black people and they tell you exactly how they feel about the police, now you need to do something about it. But if we keep talking and saying, I believe, I feel, that's not going to move those politicians to do what they need to do. And we already know politicians ain't going to do what they need to do because most of them don't care. And it's unfortunate. But this is a perfect example of how not to be a cop. Perfect in every way. This is The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris, sponsored by Concordia University, Wisconsin, on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris, 833-212-1017. George says, I think something wrong with you, dude. I guess if you don't agree with somebody 110%. There's a lot of information in there and a lot of stuff we need. They're going to look at all those videos. They're going to look at everything. My thing is if you nail it and you get the cop and you get him definitively, then you can change their training. You can change the way they deal with people, all that. That's all. That's all I'm saying. 
This is why we have a lot of mistrust for the police, but this is also why the police need to be more transparent and also be more trusting of the public. What do you mean? Well, technically, they were too trustful because they <laughs> they let the kids sit there, which was kind of like bizarre. That's what I mean by bizarre. It was bizarre for you to let a kid that was just fighting and beating up somebody actually cuff the kid he's, he's punching and let him sit down and pat him like everything's cool. That's bizarre. Like, that's just plain. If that's not implicit bias, I don't know what is. 833-212-1017. Brian, you're on the new 1017 The Truth. How you doing, Dr. Ken? I don't know. Love your show. Oh, thank you much. I appreciate it. I don't know how I'm doing. I'm lost. Okay. I would say that's bizarre to you because you were a good cop and you've got common sense and you wouldn't do anything. Uh, such as what this particular cop did. This right. particular cop, that's not that's not bizarre to them because that's typical to them. Well, that's probably that's probably at. the first time something like that's probably the first time something like that has been on tape about them. So that's Correct. probably just their typical behavior. Correct. Okay. Now they took a talk show host off the air a few years ago that did an implicit uh, uh, study on police throughout the country. Not just Chicago, not just Wisconsin, not okay. just uh, hot spots. It did, his name was Warren Ballantyne. I remember that. The, yeah. the, the, the month, the month, the month he came out with the study with that they said that uh, majority of the police, white police officers throughout the country are members of the of the KKK. He was he was uh, uh, charged with some bankruptcy fraud in uh, Chicago. So I think the studies have all been done. I mean, he did a thorough investigation of this, so I don't think we need to worry about studies. The studies are already already in. Yeah, we do. That, we have that's a bunch just of, one. We we need we need a we need some more. We need some more. Well, he did he did a, he did a very broad one, very broad, and I think those cops are still on the forces throughout the country, and I think this is just par for the course when they can get away with something like this. That's just not that's not. That's not biased. That's not bizarre. That's typical racism. That's all it is. And we just need to call it as it is and what it is. But you're, but now, you're misunderstanding. Hang on, country. hang on, hang on. You're, you're misunderstanding what I mean when I say it's bizarre. It's bizarre because mm-hmm. of the, the sheer things that could have went wrong with what she did. Oh, okay. That's what I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah. Like, yeah. There is, there's no reason for you to have done that because this kid could have then jumped and stomped on this other kid's head. And they got their back turned to them. Don't even like it's it's just that's what I mean in law enforcement terms. That was like a hundred and ten percent wrong. Yeah, that's just like uh, 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 going into a uh, a building and not checking your blind spots. Right. Yeah that that was that she should be uh, uh, disciplined for that. But Correct. as far as uh, not not seeing uh, <clears throat> things for what it is. It's not bizarre for what it's not bizarre for what she did. That's typical for what she did. That's all I want to say. That, <laughs> okay. That's typical to them. All right, they do that you, all Brian. the time. Peace. More of the truth in the afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris, sponsored by Concordia University, Wisconsin, is next on 1017 The Truth, the Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris, Notorious B.I.G. 
833-212-1017. We got to go quick. Al from Milwaukee, you're on the new 1017 The Truth. Hello? Hello, Al. Oh, yes. Um, I hear a lot of great things, but I just wanted to chime in and say, I understand it's policies and procedures, and, you know, I hear about all the great training. But you can have all the great training in the world, but if it's something deep-rooted in your heart, what can that training really do? And I understand there's policies and procedures, and, you know, they say file a complaint. But what about the ones who didn't do nothing wrong and didn't get a chance to file a complaint because they're dead? Thank you. So what about them? I think the people around them should do what's right. See, I think that it's it's I think I think the the great thing about this video is that the kids that recorded it because they showed what the police did. And now they got multiple ways of going back to these cops. If they go to court, they can show, look, what you did was not reasonable. But, Ken, it's unfortunate that it took for technology in order for the level of accountability to be raised. Because there's so many times where we find out that a video doesn't quite match what what the written statement was. I think that's unfortunate. Well, here's the thing. And here's the problem we've had in society all along. It was like those cops in Chicago that went in and tried to destroy the video for the sergeant that they just let out of jail for good behavior. But we don't let other people out of jail for good behavior. But this cop gets out. That's just that's another one that's wrong. I was about to say bizarre, but I didn't want to get hollered at. Um, Somebody on the talking text line said, I didn't report a crime related to something taken from my car. So it is not true that it occurred because there's no data. Uh, Technically, you're right. It's unreported, so it didn't occur, and it's not counted in crime. That is why I tell people every single day. It doesn't matter how small it is. I don't care what the police tell you. Report the crime. Show the trend so that when you complain, you can show, because other people and you have reported it, there's an issue here. Notice when when the city of Milwaukee When somebody goes into the fire and police commission or goes into the city council committee and shows them this is what's in writing, this is what's happened. You can go scream and holler and and protest all you want. But when you can show them. And I think it's unfortunate that that happens. But I think data comes with protest, too. Right. If two people come and complain about something versus a hundred or a thousand. That speaks volumes. Those are the types of things we have to do. No, I'm not saying. Um, no, I'm not saying. Cause trouble. I'm saying every time you have a crime, report it. No matter how small somebody stole some out your yard, report it. Somebody stole some out your car, report it. Don't think it's so small and the police have other things to do. Don't ever think that it's their job to take the report. But that data gives them the will tell them what? Okay, there's there's a there's a trend or something going on here. We need to start looking at it. The other side to that is that if they don't do anything about it, you can then go back and complain because we've reported this X amount of times. So it's it it only it only makes them have to do it. So I don't get it. It's about time that we start stepping up and checking people, including the police, 
And I applaud these kids for the video. That is what we have to start doing. It's unfortunate, and the police shouldn't be bothered by it. They should welcome it. I mean, if they don't like it, they should probably get another job. 833-212-1017. Sandra, you're on the new 1017 The Truth. We got about a minute. How are you? Okay. I'm going to talk fast. fast. Okay. Uh, I'm fine. How are you? I'm good. Okay. This was, I wasn't going to talk about uh, the case with the kid. I was just going to tell you that I did see on TV this week where they were experimenting on uh, putting something in people's head because uh, you spoke of the fentanyl. Right. And they uh, and so they say they were experimenting on put, putting something in uh Somebody's in people's head that was addicted to the opioid. Right. So I think, um, yeah, that's what I wanted to say, because I think they already got some stuff for alcoholism. So I think maybe it may be something coming up with the fentanyl addiction. So that's what I really had to say. Thanks, ma'am. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. That's a lot. And so the, the thing is, there's, there's technicalities to everything. There are rules to evidence. There are rules to how things go and procedures. Let's dig into New Jersey's way, that, that particular town, how they train and what they're doing and not doing and what's right and what's wrong. It's not like we don't have enough video to do it. And so probably the New Jersey State Police or even the feds should probably come in and at least take a look at it to make sure no constitutional rules were violated. Constitutional amendments were violated. So pulling a guy off and just patting him was just, I'm, I'm just flabbergasted. Like that was just dumb. And so are we able to think something's wrong for different reasons? I'd say yes. But in the end, there needs to be a thorough investigation and look into those officers. Um, I don't know what she was doing. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris, live from the American Family Insurance Studio at Radio City. Thank you, Mr. Wallace. Appreciate your assistance. Thanks to our last few callers and those on the talk and text line. Thanks to the notorious B.I.G., my featured artist for the day. You have a great weekend, and I'll see you tomorrow.